behind the church of San Miniato al Monte in Florence, Italy, lies a cemetery. There, this sculpture of a weeping woman bears silent witness to the power of grief. Barefoot and draped in a long robe, her unkempt locks of hair tumble beneath a hood. Hands cover her face as the tears fall outside a tomb. Carved in stone, the sorrow is eternal. Through all seasons and centuries, she cries. Have you felt the depth of this pain, the despair, the heartbreak? Sadly, an often repeated myth is presented as a truth of God in such times. God won't give you more than you can handle. Please do not say this. It's not true. It's not biblical. It's not Christian. It most certainly is not helpful to those who grieve. There are two profound errors inherent in this statement. The first error here is the idea that God causes bad stuff to happen to us, crushing, destroying, and blinding our lives. The idea that the horrors of this world are God-given. That's the first wrong thing. The second wrong thing this statement puts forth is the idea we're meant to handle capably, the worst that life can throw at us. So let's examine these fallacies one at a time. To review, the first one was the idea that God causes bad stuff to happen to us. The next thing I'm going to say is important. The tragedies we must endure are not God-given. He does not bestow sin and agony and wretchedness. Instead, our God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Satan is the one who revels in evil, rejoicing in the sin, misery, and death of this world. His works are wickedness. Hideous things also result from the evil that humans do, falling to the temptation to sin and from the tragedies of this broken world. 1 Peter 5.8 tells us, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Temptation, anguish, destruction... These are the devil's work. When he causes us agony, he rejoices. Through the trials, we count on our Lord to comfort and care for us. In the 13th chapter of Luke, we read how Christ cures a disabled woman, freeing her from the misery of her broken health and declaring that he has cured her from the pain of what Satan has brought upon her. 
If we say the Lord brings sickness and death, immorality and affliction, we fall for a deceit of the devil. Satan is the one who tempts, and the evils that humankind does in sinfulness are not of God. War, famine, slavery, rape, murder, these do not spring from our holy Lord. In this context, 1 Corinthians 10.13 sometimes gets misquoted and misunderstood. Here is what Paul writes. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Now, Paul wrote this to new Christians in Corinth, new Christians who'd been brought up in a culture of paganism and depravity. These Corinthians lived in a society jam-packed with temptations to sin, a devil's workshop, if you will. Paul hears they are tempted to fall back into the old sins prevalent in the society. He writes to them, encouraging them to be faithful to the way of Christ. He wants them to understand they must choose to turn away from the temptations to sin, the temptations which surround them. Paul says these temptations are things everyone faces in this world, and they can be resisted. It's a specific message about the temptation to sin which we all face. These are, of course, temptations that come from Satan, not God. James 1.13 tells us, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. God never tempts us to do evil. This says it plainly. In the Old Testament, we read about God testing the people of Israel so that their character is strengthened, but he never lures people into sin. So here it is again, what Paul writes to the Corinthians. The message here is about resisting temptation, which comes from Satan. Now, unfortunately, some folks try to twist this message to justify saying, God will not give you more than you can handle, which is about something else entirely, enduring the agonies of life. So now we get to the heart of the matter. The other component of this statement that is just plain wrong. It's the false idea that we should handle capably the worst that life throws at us. But the fact is there are tragedies too big for us to handle on our own. This world does indeed give more misery than any mere human can handle. The heartbreak of death, the horrors of war, the crush of unrelenting pain. Many of us have been there already. If you haven't experienced this yet, just know it's coming. So it's not that you are personally stronger than the rest of us. You just haven't been there yet.
There comes a day when we all must depend on the Almighty God. The Apostle Paul talks about this experience in his own life. In fact, it's how he begins the second letter to the Corinthians, which I read just a few minutes ago. On his missionary journeys, Paul faces stoning, shipwreck, imprisonment, beatings. He talks about his complete despair. Paul doesn't have the strength to handle the misery that has been dealt him. And it's not because he's some weak and lesser Christian. Instead, he sees a lesson in this. According to Paul, the lesson to be learned is we cannot rely on ourselves at such times. Instead, we must learn to rely on God. So when you face crippling grief, heart-wrenching failure, or pain beyond endurance, do not think you are expected to just handle it. All of life is actually more than we can handle on our own. The next thing I'm going to say is important. Here's the message to take away today. You will not face more than God can handle. When we become aware that life in this broken world will give us more than we can handle and we come to grips with this, we embrace the promise that God is faithful to meet us in the mess and in the anguish. And when he meets us there, we learn to recognize our constant need to depend on him. We are to cast our fears, worries, and troubles on him when life deals us more than we can handle we can rest in the reality that he can handle it and he will handle it because he cares for us this keeps us grounded in the reality of our need for a savior and so the lord in love allows us to see just how much we cannot handle without him. None of us knows what tomorrow will hold. As a pastor caring for God's people, I have a front row seat to the tragedies, the suffering, the heartbreak that this life brings. It's a never-ending reel of sorrow on a massive scale. enough to make anyone weep. To tell these people that God won't give you more than you can handle would be an ugly lie, a brutal lie that implies there is something wrong with their faith. But for us as believers, the cruelties of this world drives us closer to our Lord. We seek him giving him our tears and pain. We desire him with all our hearts, realizing our own weakness in his greatness and seeking refuge there. Our Lord wants us to ask for his help, to cry out in prayer to him. 
but he also wants us to turn toward each other and to be there for each other. We are to reach out to our brothers and sisters with helping hands and caring words as answers to prayer. Walk with those who are burdened. Offer the love of Christ with your own presence. Be the faithful helper, serving the one who needs Christ today. We live in community with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We celebrate together in times of joy, and we stand side by side through trauma, grief, and distress. The hurting are all around us. You probably know what it's like to be one of the hurting. Perhaps you are someone who has walked in the shadows of life more than most. You who have walked through the worst that this world can bring have a special understanding of the power of God to help, to handle and comfort as only he can. Reach out to others with his love today. Carry his transforming love into the world. To those who struggle and cannot handle it all on their own. Amen.